0: Leadership is always active. It's it's a, it's actionable. Management is a bit stagnant. It's just keeping everything going. But when you look at it, a leadership, you got If people are following, they're moving. What if I told you that a key to personal success is wrapped up in
1: What if I told you that each and every one of us has leadership potential, or have the ability to take their leadership to another level? more about the impact and potential to make a difference in the world. With this podcast, Frank will explore the importance of empowering people, the benefits it brings, and how it can lead to a brighter future for us all. So buckle up and get ready to be inspired with an empowered people. An Empowered People with Frank Williams. The transformation that you have to make in order to be a leader. Cause like sometimes people think a good worker is going to be a good leader. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this person works well, and I I think personally I I made that mistake with myself just because I was a good manager, I'm automatically going to be a good leader. But there's a transformation that needs to happen. Can
0: yeah. you can you help that person? Yeah. So the the big thing, you know, I, I'll start with. Uh, talking from a place of going from management to leadership, I think the big the big difference or understanding the differences, I think, is the big key is leadership is always active. It's it's a it's actionable. Like I always think about management is a bit stagnant. It's just keeping everything going. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, a leadership. You got to. If people are following, they're moving. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to be. You know, moving forward. You have to be advancing something. Something. It can't be the just day to day. If you're considering yourself a leader, in my mind, uh, now that doesn't mean there isn't management happening. Leaders have to manage. You know, that day to day or manage things. But a leader has to have a visionary focus, or have you know, uh, can they have to be able to look at something and see it. Evolving and see it moving. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think the big uh, thing that I always think about in leadership is that actionable thing. Like, if I go, if I finish my day being a leader and nothing moved, mm-hmm. then I know I just managed to that. You know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you got to know the difference and really be able to understand that if you're in a leadership role and nothing is actionable. Mm. Mm, you may want to step back and really evaluate if you're leading or not. And, and that's not necessary. Everybody's not built, you know, to lead in every environment. But, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit to to the other part of your question. I do believe everybody has a little bit of leader in them. Mm. That just doesn't mean they're leading in that position that they're in at that time. Well, you know, so, you know, whether you're at McDonald's working, uh And on fries, you know, you you do have a leadership role somewhere, whether it's at home, whether it's, you know, you're the oldest of the siblings, whether you're a mom or dad, whether you're taking care of a family member. No matter what, I think everybody has some type of leadership role that they that and tapping into that is really important because. I always tell people: only thing changes is the product or the service. Mm-hmm. You know, leadership is people. You know, and so as long as people are in the process, you know, whether you're leading at home or on the job, I'm no better than you. It's just those same skills are transferable once you understand what they are. But the big thing is really knowing the difference between management and leadership. And I run into that a lot because. People who've been managing for a long time just assume they are leaders, yeah, or yeah. assume they they're qualified for leadership roles, yeah. and then I have to be the bad guy to say, "Not so much. You are a great manager, but you haven't been prepared to lead." Yeah, you know. Um, but that's kind of how I look at it. Wow, I, it just it kind of struck me over the weekend. It's like
1: I've been told that I wear many hats, right? But I think just exactly what you're talking about right now. It's like, um, you know, I know that you know, as you said, sometimes a leader is going to manage. But I've been told I wear many hats, and because I've been told I wear many hats, I've I made this assumption about myself that hey, I'm I'm leading. Um, but I think to your point, it's just kind of like you're just managing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, I I think I personally got to that place where I was like, you can only manage so much. And after a while the thing gets overwhelming. It's like the load of managing versus the responsibility of leadership is starting to starting to awaken in me. And can you help that person that maybe is at that point where they're like, All these things I'm doing doesn't seem to work. What what am I missing?
0: Well, I, I first thing I would say is uh when management becomes like what you mentioned where it's overwhelming, it's typically because the leadership is bad. Mm. You know, and, and and you know, some people may get upset with me for saying that or, you know, feel a certain way or even people that may know me that may find themselves being a bad leader. But if your management is overwhelmed, it's leadership's responsibility to figure that out. You know, now, if management isn't conveying the information to leadership, it's a whole nother, you know, question. But even from a leadership role, you can't be so actionable that you don't see that your management is overwhelmed. You know, because those two things have to conflate, you know, to the point of I can't be visionary or keep things moving forward if management is overwhelmed and can't get the day to day done or just putting Band-Aids or bullet wounds all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't equate to the to an environment that can be conducive for good leadership. So it goes both ways. Uh, That pendulum swings both ways. and, And I really think that ultimately when we look at leadership and that management piece, most managers are overwhelmed and that's what causes them to think that they're leading Mm -hmm. because they're, they're, they're working so hard. I mean, like, you you know, so, so it's not really their fault, you know, that they, that they think they're a leader. It's just they're overwhelmed managing and they're celebrating the fact that they're putting these band-aids on bullet wounds. But really that's a that's a reflection on bad leadership. Well, you know. Yeah. When when my management or and I say mine just you know in the hierarchy way, um, when leadership when management underneath me is overwhelmed, I automatically look at myself. Ooh. I automatically look at myself because there's a problem somewhere that leadership needs to fix. Because management, again, is supposed to be handling the day to day. It's supposed to do the, you know, make sure the mundane things happen. Yeah. You know, those, those things that are assembly line ish. Yeah. You know, those things are, that's the manager is supposed to do. Yeah. You know, so if the manager is overwhelmed by the day to day, then you either let them out past far, further than their management, you know, really should allow, or you just sleep at the wheel. I mean, it, it, it's the equivalent of, preparing to go on a trip with the family packing the car up and everything and leaving little Johnny at home, <laughs> home alone. Man. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're on the road, you're, you're moving toward it. You did all the stuff you're supposed to do to get packed, but the leader forgot to check, <laughs> you know, everything that's going on. And it happens more often than you would realize. I've been called in on so many occasions to just as, You know, I've been called in by leaders to fix management when it was really the leadership. You know, Um, and and it it happens more often than not um, in those spaces. And it's it's really a disservice to management. And it's really a disservice to the people that work underneath that management, you know, because you probably uh, with that if you look closer, you probably have a toxic culture. You probably have a workplace culture that's not conducive to people being happy. And if you have an overwhelmed manager, you probably have, you know, a, a, a group of people that work underneath that manager that either doesn't want to be that person. So, he, so, so or, or is looking, or is looking to leave, like, you know. Uh, so, you know, you, you really can't. advance the organization with with a buried management system. So how does, you know,
1: I'm just now thinking about the continuum, what you just said. How does the continuum, this idea, your idea of the continuum, how does that play into, let's talk about maybe that sole proprietor, right? Who has to be a leader and a manager, right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of stuck in that role where this person, she or she has to play both roles. How does this idea of the continuum help that person?
0: Well, what I what I suggest to like a sole proprietor is the continuum still works, but it works based on the functions. And so you're already doing it. So if you're a sole proprietor, you're if and you let's say you got a restaurant, you're the cook, you're the waitress, you're probably the, the hostess, uh-huh. you're the accountant, you're doing all those things anyway. But you really aren't parceling off your time or parceling off your your activities in a way that you can really look at them. The continuum is a is a way to see everything and, and also see it as it's moving. One of the big things about and why this is beneficial to even the sole proprietor is because it gets the things out of their head onto something, but they always can see it as a moving uh, or an evolving you know, operation. And that's the, the biggest thing is like when it's all in the sole proprietor's head, it ha- it doesn't have a lot of opportunity for uh, to get help, to get guidance, to get another idea or to even prepare yourself as a sole proprietor to get a partner. Mm. Many sole proprietors are just in such a way they have a great opportunity a great idea but they but the fact that they're a sole proprietor is the very thing that's holding them back and they're not even attractive enough to a partner or a potential help you know in, in a sole proprietor in a sole proprietorship because of the fact they don't have any kind of structure yet and then in, when they try to make a structure it has to ha- it has to be full of people mm. instead of function. And so I look at you know the functions still take a place on the continuum, and then the people can start filling in those roles as as they as the company grows. You had mentioned one time we were talking. You were talking about on the continuum, so
1: maybe it helps you make decisions about okay, I don't have the person, but maybe I can contract it out, or maybe I can have somebody else do it for me. Like you know you know you said I'm the accountant, I'm the cook, I'm the this, I'm the that. So you know at what point how does the continuum help you think about when it's time to make yourself a more attractive partner or to make yourself just function better how, how would how would I do
0: that so w- when you have all those things and you have the functionality on the continuum, especially if you don't have you know a number of people, I think the continuum helps. Uh, To look at things and see how they connect. For example, when you have those things on the continuum and you're thinking about a movie, using that same restaurant example, it makes sense that maybe the hostess is the waitress at the same time during certain hours. But if you see that on the continuum, you can start making sense of those things because you got to fake it till you make it, especially as a sole proprietor. So you got to see what those how those things work. You know, if you have those things on the continuum, it, you can see very clearly yeah. that it's probably not a good idea for you know you to be the cook and the waitress at the same time, right? Because right? because <laughs> you're going you're going to lose efficiencies. You're going it's probably not the healthiest thing to do. You know, at the right. same time, but right. when you are just got all that stuff in your head, you'd be surprised. How many restaurants have you you went into and seen, you know, when it was slow, the person, you know, doing about four or five different jobs, steady washing their hands and all that stuff? Yeah. But was that really the most efficient way to do it? Maybe, but probably not. Right. You know, but using the continuum and thinking of it from a place, because the continuum is not so much uh, a uh, Concrete method, mm-hmm. as much as it is a philosophy or a way of thinking. Yeah. You know, so when you're really thinking about that continuum and seeing it move and seeing it evolve, it also gives you, uh, in my mind, a bit of uh, a push to make decisions. You know, a lot of times, especially, you know, we're on the topic of sole proprietors, a lot of times sole proprietors take a while to make decisions. But when you see those things moving and thinking of them from a place of moving, they come with a sense of urgency, you know, too. Uh, And that's one of the things I like about the continuum, because if I'm always thinking of these things moving, how much do I want them to move without me having a handle You know know, Because I'm thinking of it Even though the continuum is circular You know you just don't want that thing To make too many revelations That you don't know about (laughs) You know And and, and that's keeping me informed as a leader
1: You have just listened to An Empowered People Podcast Please subscribe to our podcast On iTunes or Google Play Catch our next episode soon